This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Well, it's easier to be a parent this morning. It's easier to be a dad. It's easier It's easier to tell your kids character matters. It matters. Here's Jerry Callahan. Well, they weren't going to let it happen again. That's one thing uh, we should have known. We should have seen coming that they weren't going to let it happen again. Four years ago, Hillary Clinton lost to... Uh, Donald Trump, that was a bolt out of the blue. 80,000 votes made the difference. We know Trump won, surprisingly, Michigan and Wisconsin and Arizona, and they weren't going to let it happen again. So they put in all the stops, man. They put in the, the fix in any way they could. We'll go over all that. We'll go over all that. I got the I got the list. There was not just one, one way to rig this. There was many, many ways. I'm pretty sure it's all going to come out, and I'm pretty sure it's not going to matter. I'm pretty sure we're, gonna, we're looking at President Joe Biden, President Big Guy. Uh, but we'll get into all that today. We got the list of uh, guys who've already shivved Trump in the back and said, give it up, Donald, you can't win. And we got the reaction from all the usual suspects. Has uh, We'll check and see if Van Jones has stopped crying yet. Also... COVID's over. we got to be happy about that. No more COVID, as we learned when they announced Biden had won. Still can't have funerals and weddings and you know, can't go to church and school in some cases. But you can celebrate and you can yell and scream and spittle all over everybody. Uh, <laughs> Alex Trebek is no longer with us. And uh, uh, the Jets, the Jets are facing the Patriots in Monday Night Football. And it could be the single worst Monday Night Football game, um, and it would just be the ultimate. The, the It would be rock bottom if the Patriots lost this one. They're not going to, but uh, we're getting all that with Tom Shattuck on the Callahan podcast. DCU, do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they could help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy. And their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Assured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, Cullinane's here. He's still blissfully ignorant. Did you know that Biden was named? Uh, Biden, that they declared I, I, media. We didn't know this. I checked my constitution. It's not in there, but the media now declares who the president is, and they've declared they should. I mean, it's their guy, uh, and they've declared Joe Biden the winner. Did you know that yet? Dave? I did. I, I did know that. I did know that. I uh, I was waiting on Fox News to be the first one to uh, announce that, but unfortunately, that didn't happen. But they're damn well, near if close. We, if we do our winners and losers, Tom Shattuck. I don't know where they fall on the loser list, but Fox News is is somewhere on there. Fox News is in a bit of a quandary, but we'll get to that. They they they're sticking to their guns, you know. Arizona for Biden, and no one else no one else sees it that way. But Fox News, I'm going to blame it all on on Chris Wallace. He's the snake. He's the <laughs> the guy behind the curtain who's sticking it to Donald Trump. Put I got to put him on my list. I call it the Romney list. <laughs> Self-serving weasels who hey, are you're about you're talking about somebody who's about to be a cabinet member of the Biden administration in Mitt Romney, Jerry, and Good. Charlie Parker as well. Good. So I'll have you know both of these things. Good. That's where uh, that's where Romney belongs. But uh, first, here's the way I look at it, Shattuck. Tell me if you agree. Three things. Three things I I'm pretty sure of. One, um, they cheated. <laughs> they cheated. I mean, we got. 
I, I, I don't think I can handle another member of the media. And by the way, Fox News has done this a bunch of times because, you know, I watch a lot of Fox News, but we've seen it in, on, on Twitter and we've seen it online. And, you know, everybody's saying baseless accusations of cheating or uh, accusing the, the Democrats of, uh, of voter fraud without evidence. They add that in every report, no evidence. And I sit there, I go, what? If you say, if you're a news person and you say there's no evidence, you're a liar. That's all. And and there's no other way to look at it. You're just lying. You know there's evidence. I mean, it might not be proof uh, of a crime and it might not make a difference in the election, but you can't come out and say there's no evidence or the, or, or the accusations are baseless. You can't say that with right. any credibility. Right. Here, there's no evidence, even though you've got all sorts of different accounts and in neutral anecdotal accounts of just odd anomalous behavior and ballots arriving at four in the morning and other things. You know, for for three and a half years, we were told that the last election was absolutely stolen with no evidence. And if you suggested that it wasn't, you were taking a party over country and you were in the pocket of Vladimir Putin. It's 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 the same horse bleep as uh, as usual. And. I mean, all this complaining about, uh, you know, Trump, he should, when's he going to throw in the towel? He just throw, throw in the towel. It's like there are still, um, you know, redefeat Bush bumper stickers out there that I see. I'm, I'm ready to join the resistance. I need a bumper sticker. I need one of those that say, you know, resist or uh, selected, not elected mm-hmm. or not my president. I got to get, I'm not a big bumper sticker guy, but I need to get those because, I mean, they don't need them anymore, right? I mean, I, I need them because, uh, back to my three things. I'll, I'll go through them quickly. A, they cheated. I got the whole list here of ways. And again, it's not going to swing the election, which is the second thing I'm pretty sure of. It's not going to matter. It's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, Trump. And and the third thing is Trump isn't going to give up, nor should he. I mean, the idea, and, and, and you knew this was coming. I mean, you knew in a matter of hours, they would be getting in line, these people that hate Trump, and I'm not talking about, you know, Democrats or, or media members, same thing. Uh, I'm talking about, you know, the usual suspect. It was, a, you could have start the clock and it would be a matter of minutes before Mitt Romney said, you know, it's he should uh, do what's best for the nation and concede, um, for, not followed, followed shortly thereafter by Jeb Bush, uh, George Bush and uh, Chris Christie. I mean, these are rhinos. These are weasels. These are snakes. Chris Christie was supposed to be working with Trump, and he turned on him because, you know, you don't want to upset the New York Times. You don't want Chuck Todd to get mad at you if you're a Republican. You want him to invite you on. You want to be able to go to the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts, which I'm sure is the goal of some of these rhinos. But Get used, uh, get ready for it because there's going to be an avalanche of these, you know, media members, these alleged, you know, these David Brookses and, and the, these types saying he's got to, uh, he's got to concede for the good of the nation. Tell me one of the 71 million who voted for him, and that would include me. Tell, tell me one of those people who doesn't think Trump should fight to the death. Is there one? No, there's not one. And also, you know, if anybody was objective on the other side, you'd want to make sure that they counted all the votes as well. You'd want to make sure you've exhausted every kind of vetting system and every kind of verification system for this election so that the Trump side can't say that you cheated, so that you could say that we were thorough. We did everything you asked us to. I mean, everybody should want – he's just simply counting the votes. 
Some states require um, recounts and there'll be recounts. Right. I mean, this is the whole thing is just it's just trying to prolong a little bit this idea that we he's an authoritarian. And that also allows these people who've now targeted you. They've moved away from Trump now. They've now targeted the American voter. You're now on a list, Jerry, you know. So it's I, another I, way I, to push people onto the list for I'm, trying I'm, to keep this authoritarian if, I don't know in if I there. I the list. I don't know if I made the list, which is amazing. If you haven't paid attention, yeah. uh, 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 Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Sandy Cortez, uh, tweeted that they should keep a list, and she wasn't alone. There's a whole bunch of them, media members, yeah. Jennifer Rubin, a whole bunch of media members saying yes. Uh, Chris Hayes saying they should make a list and not let people who help Trump, like in his in mm -hmm. his White House, in his administration, cabinet members, not let them work again. So you work for the president. You should never. You should be blackballed. These people. It is chilling out there. And as I'm reading about this, I'm losing like 100 Twitter followers an hour. They're just stripping mm -hmm. them from me. People who used to follow me, I get new followers every day too. And lots of them I recognize because they used to follow. And I'm saying, they're just taking away followers because I tweeted about, you know, about Biden being, you know, stealing the election and I got flagged. Um, and it was, you know, just a wise ass comment. Um, I think... It is, it is going to get very, I mean, obviously, we're never going to unite. That's nonsense. And these people calling for unity, I just want to tell them all right now. I'm holding my middle finger up to the, to the <laughs> camera over here. You know, no screw. As Tom Shattuck just pointed out, you people, he, he, here's, he, I got so much to get to. I, don't, I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm ready to go here. But here's what we know, Shattuck. There was a, a lot, there is a lot more evidence of voter fraud than there ever was of Russian collusion. Russian collusion went on for three years. The taxpayers spent $30 million. You had a, a crew of 17 lawyers working with Mueller to investigate nothing, to investigate something that was made up by Hillary Clinton. So she makes this thing up. Everybody, every liberal we know, every, you know, Alex Reamer and, and Sapp and every liberal we know bought in and said there was Russian collusion. It was absurd on its face from day one that Trump was working with Putin. It was silly, and yet we had to sit and hear about it. I mean, there was a network devoted to it, MSNBC, mm -hmm. late-night hosts, all those former comedians who became political commentators, those morons, you know, Colbert and Kimmel. That's all they did was Russia, Russia, Russia. It was all made up. Guess what? Voter fraud is not made up. If you follow James O'Keefe, you can watch video after video of people finding ways to cheat in this election. Again, it won't make a difference. Uh, you know, it'll, it, it won't swing you know, any states probably, but it, it will not make a difference. I'm pretty sure Trump's going to lose. Biden's going to win. But if you think this is not going to be, they not have an asterisk. If you don't think this, this election is tainted is illegitimate in the minds of at least the 71 people who voted for Trump. You're crazy. They've mm -hmm. just seen too much, heard too much, just little things. I mean, I shouldn't say little things, but did you see the numbers of ballots where they voted for Biden and nobody else. It's astounding. It's like, I got the number here, 450,000 voted for president and nobody else. It's unheard of. I mean, compared to other elections, <laughs> It's like, I don't know the number, it's it's hundreds and hundreds of times, uh, uh, hundreds times higher, the number of people who vote, and it's got a name for, you know, whatever, you vote for president and just stick it in the machine. 
Right. That's not normal. That doesn't happen. And this time it happened almost a half a million times in this is in three swings, three swing states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Only Biden was voted, was uh, was checked by 450,000 people. It didn't happen in Florida. It only happened in the swing states. There's a hundred different things like this. The rejection rate. Here's a good one for you. Rejection rate of mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania, 0.03%. That is in 2016, four years ago, the rejection rate was 30 times higher. It was whatever 30 times that is, like 3% rejected. This is 0.03%. They didn't reject any ballots, essentially. If you, you know, just check Biden and throw it in the mail, it counted. So right. there were just, there's a dozen ways uh, or things, examples of, of malfeasance, and it's right there in front of you. Again, look at the James O'Keefe video. Watch you know, uh, watch, I don't know, OAN or Newsmax, because you're certainly not getting this stuff on Fox, although maybe Tucker will bring it tomorrow night when he, uh, tonight, when he uh, returns, because he's, he's well, Hannity and, and, and Laura, maybe when they come back uh, after the weekend, maybe we'll hear, but mail-in voting, mail-in, mail-in voting, mail-in ballots were always a scheme, Shattuck. They were always a way to cheat. That's, I mean, they used COVID as an excuse, but everybody knew they were going to cheat. And if you look at the numbers, the mail-in balloting, he won, what did he win? 70%, 75%? Of oh, yeah. Trump? Oh, yeah. I mean, no, they always invite, They, they and Democrats used to know this, but they, they always invite all sorts of, uh, you know, uh, risky and uh, like covert vote behavior. Because if you live in a, a, a house, a multifamily unit, in any of these big democratic cities, there's so much turnover in that place. You can get 37 ballots coming to a place like that. I mean, it, it, it's obviously all the shenanigans happen to the same way they, they usually do. I mean, that's why, you know, not to go to Bill Belichick, but, you know, when the Pats lose by three points, he always essentially says you can't be that close because anything happened, somebody bad, all of this and that, whatever. I mean, the Republicans can't be that close. I'm, no. But also, just look at the, forget the system in the polls and the poll workers. By the way, Chris Dyerwalt of Fox News on his podcast this week cried at the thought of somebody suggesting a poll worker would throw away or tamper with ballots. He cried because those people who work minimum wage, there's a lot of crying going on. He's, he's, he's been exposed. He's, he's been, if you don't know who that is, he's the fat guy with the bow tie. And he's very dramatic. He's a drama queen. <laughs> he's the one that said Arizona went for Biden. It was right. the you know decision desk that, that came up with that uh, that made that call, but he made it officially on TV, I believe, and he should have withdrawn it or pulled it back like ABC <laughs> did, I believe, but he didn't. And they look like fools. Yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of loyal Fox News viewers are not happy with uh, and that's Fox just, News. Yeah, Fox has done as we know it. But, 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 but not only that, but just think everything they did leading up to this. You said, you just mentioned Russia, all of the investigations, throwing his pals in jail, shaking everybody down. When, you, when you're indicting, and deposing half of the administration, they, they've all got to get lawyers. They get ruined financially when this kind of right. thing happens. And just the ramping with the Russia, the impeaching him, constantly diming him out, constantly. The, the New York Times, you know, publishing the, the account from Anonymous, a high-ranking official. Everything destabilized this guy. They never took the heat off. And then finally, in the last month, the last couple of months, all of these Twitter warnings started popping up everywhere. And then Twitter starts uh, spiking stories, you know, about Joe Biden and Facebook in the last month. It is no secret 
what they tried to do. Jesse, um, Jesse Waters said, put it right when he said that people will never forget Trump in how legendary it was because the opposition, the media and crazy leftists emptied the clip on him and he kept fighting, kept fighting. That's why I think Trump, I think they're going to regret because Trump in office right now could get very little done other than if more Supreme Court uh, seats op- open up um, in some other court placements. Other than that, Trump now unleashed in the free world with all of his followers. If he, He's going to have a rally in a couple of weeks. I, I want to get to post-presidency Trump because yeah. it is fascinating. I agree with you. But I, I don't think we can say enough. I knew you, I knew you agree with me how, how phony this call is for unity or I mean, hypocritical that the people calling for unity are the people. Let's start with Joe Biden. Let's start with the guy, our next president, you know, who, who will, you know, wear the crown in three months. Do you know what he was doing in the month of January before he left office uh, four years ago? He was organizing uh, the the, uh, the the frame up of General. He was in the meeting right. and he suggested they use the Logan Act, which has been used like once in 200 years. He's which which is a uh, you know, it makes it a violation for someone who's not uh, to act as part of the government when they're not part of the government. Kerry's violated it a hundred times, but he's a Democrat, so it doesn't matter. But so Joe Biden was trying to undermine and discredit the incoming Trump administration days before the inauguration. That's what he was doing. Mm-hmm. That guy now is tweeting about. We need to unify and come together. And I'm going to be the president of all Americans, not just red states, <laughs> and blue states. You know what? Suck it, Joe. You, I'm, 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 again, I'm not saying you're not going to, you're not going to get it on. You're not going to be the president. You most likely are. But the idea that someone like you would say we must unify, save it, save it. That's the Obama was doing it. They, I mean, that the, these people. I mean, first of all, Hillary came up with the Russian collusion hoax. She dreamed that up, and they were, and Obama knew it, and Biden mm-hmm. knew it, and they went with it, and they tried to destroy Trump. When he was in office, he had a special counsel, went after him for three years. Then they went to the Ukrainian uh, uh, the, the impeachment. They impeached the man for, as you know, what? Looking at telling the Ukrainians to look into the corruption of the Biden family as it mm-hmm. pertains to Burisma. Gee, why would he do that? I mean, since then, we've learned that you know, Hunter Biden's guilty as hell, and it was totally inappropriate, if not criminal. Of course, he had every right to look into that. For that, they impeached him. And for that, Mitt Romney, again, that backstabbing snake, voted to impeach the president of his own party, knowing he did nothing impeachable, knowing it was all a big hoax, and he and he went with it. That's the kind of guy Mitt Romney is. But then you had, you know, stealing mailboxes. You had the the Atlantic fiction about him saying military uh, soldiers are, are are suckers and losers. You had him, you know, um, the, the the Russians uh, paying bounties for soldiers killed in Afghanistan, which turned out to be fiction. They just yeah. made one thing after another, and those people think we should hold hands now and sing Sweet Caroline. What, what do you think, Jeff? You in? <laughs> right. And this is Joe Biden, of course. The, uh, they're going to put you back in chains. Joe Biden, right. same guy. They frequently call uh, the Trump racist, say that he's empowering white supremacists and, and militias, and that he's dog-whistling so that there will be existential threats and harms to uh, minorities all throughout the country. 
And then, of course, they're, they, they, they've got rioting on their hands. They blame that on Trump. Then they've got Antifa destroying buildings, and they blame that on white supremacists. It's been it, it's been absolutely incredible. Even Michelle Obama called the the uh, Trump voters just racists, and and what did Biden call them? Chumps last week. It, Chumps. It's like they, this is the Democratic Party is the party whose DNA is division. They have to sow division. They have to make sure, and that's why these numbers of of blacks and Latinos are not good for Democrats right. because they have to make voters afraid of republicans so they don't have they don't have a message they're not selling anything you know, really you know what's amazing chad you know what is amazing when you think about it i think we'll look back on this in five ten years it's amazing he was as close as he was in this vote in this uh oh election. yes he got 71 million votes he, you know he lost by whatever it was not much in in uh, Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania and all right, today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. With me, as always, remotely is Dave McDonough, Flagship Wealth. Dave, uh, wild few days here. Give me an update. What? How's the impact on the market? Dave, we ended up last week down three percent. A lot of people out there that took their money, put it to cash, and wanted to wait this election out. What a big mistake, Dave. You vote with your ballot. You don't vote with your portfolio. Market up as of this taping, 7% for the week, just 1.5% from an all-time high. You do not try to time this market, Dave. It'll make you look foolish. Wow. You do not vote with your portfolio. Hot take right there from Dave McDonough. Love it. Dave, <laughs> we do this each and every week. People can get this directly to their email. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. What are they going to find if they sign up for the captain's blog? You know, Dave, it's all about being proactive in this market. We, again, believe in active management versus passive. Do not buy into the strength this week, folks. Long-term investors, there'll be opportunities for you. And again, continue to look for value. Do not chase this market. So in the captain's blog, you get the market updates, but then you kind of bring it bring it back to the consumer level. So that's what people can expect if they go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement, go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement, sign up, get this directly into your inbox each and every week. Dave McDonough, thank you very much, my friend. Hey, we see you next week. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Think of what he had going against him, that deep state thing is real. We just talked about it. They had the intelligence agencies working uh, with the Obama in- administration to uh, take him down before he even took office. And then yeah. to get him impeached after he went in office, he had 95% of the mainstream media against him, dropping all pretense of, of, of objectivity, not doing their job anymore, no journalism involved, strictly activism and advocacy in trying to destroy him. Academia. Um, you know, you had kids you know being taught that the orange man was evil i mean hollywood he had everything working against him and he almost he almost won and and he on top and he had covid and when you have covid the they double down on the lies i mean literally the yep. president literally you know what biden did over and over again he said flat out trump killed 200,000 people yes trump killed them that guy says we should all get along now. Oh, I'm sorry. He said Trump is a bigot and a Nazi and a misogynist and a racist who killed 200,000 elderly uh, Americans. That guy thinks we should all get along now. Right. 200,000, he, he literally killed them. It was all up to him. If he had just been a an advocate for mass sterling, at least 130,000 would have survived. But Trump didn't do that. And so he epitomized the poor choices. That's suggesting, by the way, that these the casualties were 
had anything to do with with masks, which we certainly don't know. But at the same time, of course, they bring on fact checkers to fact check everything Trump said. Meanwhile, while Biden says that Trump killed a quarter of a million people, the fact checkers stand down. I mean, it was it was all in. It was an all in movement. And yeah, as far as unity goes, it's that is horse bleep. And I, by the way, I, the unity I've seen in the last 48, 48 hours um, from people on the left, from really good people with really good lawn signs, is not magnanimous. It is f you. How dare you? How dare you do that to us? Forty years ago, you know. Unfortunately, all these stories. Once again, you, you mentioned Van Jones and things. I had to hug my child, and now he wasn't afraid to be shot and killed. And now the dreamers are going to be okay. And now finally, and all this cry, all of this was total vapor BS. Total Is vapor BS. But it was a whole holodeck, false world, the universe made up, and and the media propagated, and and politicians propagated it. And now, you know, saying the word the, the words white supremacist. That's just part of the vernacular now. You'd say that as if you'd use any any other any other word. It's it's incredible, and it's all horse bleep. But man, Trump never backed down. Yeah, you're right. I can't believe. I thought he would lose by ten points. I thought there's I mean, nobody was, who could withstand this. Add to list the pollsters, the pollsters who were trying right. to suppress the the vote. Are we going to hear any crap about voter suppression next next time we get this? Record number of people voting everywhere, 100 and whatever it is, 150 million people voted. Trump got the second most votes ever in uh, right. you know, U.S. presidential politics. I don't think we got, if, if anyone wants to talk about voter suppression, which was a load of crap anyway, I, I think they're going to have to save it. But consider, um, the, you, you met, I mentioned Van Jones, you mentioned Van Jones. This is kind of what we're learning is... Just how invested, just how much, first of all, they despise Trump and everything about him. And we know that journalism died a long time ago. Trump killed it. And the way they reacted, it was, he wasn't the only one. This about Don Lemon cried. Claire McCaskill cried on TV, on camera. Now, uh, four years ago, they screamed and we had all those memes of people that, that, you know, college girls on their knees screaming and please no when Hillary lost. You don't see memes like that from right-wingers like me. I mean, I'm not happy, but I'm not crying, and I'm not screaming and wailing uncontrollably. Here's what I need to you need to help me out with before we get to play Van Jones and some other uh, of these whiny little you know, bitches. Um, if I say Trump, if I support his effort to fight to the death, I say use every means possible, sue you know, if there's reason to sue, use your lawyers, recounts, whatever it takes, right? I'm a snowflake. If right. I do what Mitt Romney or uh, Jeb Bush does and just roll over and say, well, maybe we'll get him next time. He should concede. I'm like dignified and, and classy. Do I have that right? So if I want to fight to the death against some of the scummiest people in the world, we're talking, you know, Hillary's crowd. If I want to fight them, with every legal means at my disposal, I'm a snowflake. Do I have that right? Right, exactly. Because you're hurt because your guy lost and and you can't take it. And had they lost by the same margin, obviously Joe Biden would have quit by okay. now, would have conceded the race, and Democrats would have been proud of him for it because it's about the dignity of the office, Jerry, if you don't know that yet. It's about bringing dignity and character and grace back. Oh, and oh, I, <laughs> I love this one. Dignity and decency. You hear that a lot. 
These, you know, that's the you know the suburban housewife take is we could have dignity and decency. We don't have to be ashamed of our president anymore. These are people who don't know who Tara Reid is, you know, because I didn't see it in the Boston Globe. They don't know who uh, Tony Bobolinsky is. I didn't. They didn't have it on CNN. I didn't see it on the View. Right. They didn't mention Tony. Who's this Tony Bobolinsky guy? They suppressed the news, and then they said the guy who would have been affected by it is just decent. He's a stand. He's a regular, normal guy. He has. He, you know what, Tom? Eight years, the Obama administration didn't have a scandal. Wasn't it amazing? The scandal. <laughs> They're so complicit, and I used to think yeah. it doesn't matter. I used to laugh at mainstream media bias. Yeah. They mattered. Without the help of the mainstream media, Trump gets real. Uh, Trump does not lose. Biden does not win. I'm convinced. I heard Ben Shapiro say this today. He said he normally pegs the media at 5 to 15%, the effect they have on the race, which is mm -hmm. a lot. Hell, if they're a 2%, 3% effect, Trump's uh, you know, all set for his second term. He's, he's, he's in for another four years. They won this or did their part. They certainly did their part. You mentioned fact-checking. Have you ever seen anything like it? The president comes out to speak after Biden's declared the winner and the whole country's going nuts. They're celebrating. People are, you know, fighting and screaming, you know, about the election and everything else. So Trump's coming out to make the most newsworthy appearance he's made in I don't know how long. He comes out to read a statement about contesting the election and they cut MSNBC and I believe CNN cut away, said, no, we don't want to watch. We're not going to let you watch that. The most newsworthy thing you could even imagine. They showed Biden, you know, declare himself and say, you know, we're on our way to victory and all that. And they, you know, said, isn't this wonderful? I don't know if you can get this, Dave, but they, MSNBC cuts away because they think Trump is not telling the truth. And you know who was sitting there at the anchor desk to explain it? <laughs> I'll give you yeah. one guess. Yeah. He one time was talking about the bodies that were floating by his hotel in New Orleans after Katrina. He was talking about Kachuchi rockets. He said one of the guys who was in on the SEAL team with the SEAL team that took up Bin Laden, he said they kept a piece of the downed helicopter and gave it to him as a souvenir. We're talking about the single biggest liar in U.S. history, is saying, we can't you let you watch the sitting president make a statement because we think he's going to lie to you. Right. <laughs> well, the best thing was, Jerry, is that you've got a, people who cover the president right now then went on Twitter after the, 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 the Biden's speech and said, wow, isn't it nice to not have to fact check a, a president? <laughs> <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Good luck for the next four years. They don't have to fact check him because obviously everything he says is true. It's true. It's, it's, it's such a good point when you think about it. They have reason to be happy. Not only is the evil orange man gone, but we're talking another four-year vacation just like they had with Obama and Biden. No yes. reporting, no fact checking, no second guessing, no cutting into press conferences and saying, you know, maybe we shouldn't show you this because – He's lying. Okay, here we are again in the unusual position of not only interrupting the president of the United States, but correcting the president of the United States. And, and, and Biden, I mean, he's got a long history. We've gone over many of his whoppers here. 
he lies more than any of us anyone I've ever seen. Lots of them are stupid and meaningless, like corn pop or, you know, my right. dad, my dad said, Joey, those two gay guys, they're in love. I mean, he just makes up stuff that his grandmother said or his mother said, Joey. And everyone knows he's making it up and nobody cares because they think it's harmless, but those are okay. So we're going to be hearing those for the next four years, along with, I don't want to say I'm going to enjoy this because it's going to be sad. I don't want to be that kind of, you know, person but we're going to see the president of the united states deteriorate before our eyes tom shattuck we're going to see a man hmm, lose his so way you're talking about a stutter jerry because if so i don't think that is a respectful thing to say and i won't have yeah, it a good one that is a good one shattuck then we'll hear brian williams and don lemon and you know they'll say oh you're making fun of a stutter uh, no, he just made up three words in the last sentence. <laughs> now you're making fun of his stutter again. When he started to say during his speech the other night, 240 million, what was going on through your head? I did oh, not think he was going to correct he had, himself. He had one of those things where it might have been a stutter. He just lost in the middle. He goes outside and goes, <laughs> he was like Hannibal Lecter <laughs> in the middle of a sentence. I'm saying, man, this is going to be a wild four years. But well, uh, it's it's already begun. It's just comical. I'm sorry. There's going to be some real ed- entertainment value. I don't think it's worth it to, you know, raise taxes or destroy the economy or uh, adopt the Green New Deal or go into foreign wars like Biden has been prone to in the past. It's not worth it. But I like to look at the bright side. We're going to have some laughs, Shattuck. And let's let's finally get to some of the good uh, chuckles. Van Jones, commentator. By the way, commentator on on uh, is he MSNBC or CNN? I keep forgetting. CNN. 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 Who's been to the White House? Who was there when they did? Uh, I think he was there when Alice Jones, Alice Johnson, got uh, pardoned. Right. He was there for. He worked with Jared for all the criminal justice reform. Right. He's like front row at the White House for ceremony, and right. he starts losing it on the air because of you know the result because they named Biden. Talking about how it's easier to be a parent now. Can can we hear some yeah, of what are your thoughts? <clears throat> it's um, well, it's easier to be a parent this morning. It's easier to be a dad. It's easier. It's easier to tell your kids character matters. It matters. Telling the truth matters. Being a good person matters. And it's easier for a whole lot of people. If you're Muslim in this country, you, you, you don't have to worry if the president doesn't want you here. If you're an immigrant, you don't have to worry if the president's going to be happier to have babies snatched away or send, send dreamers back for no reason. This is vindication for a lot of people who have really suffered. You know, the, the, I can't breathe. You know, that wasn't just George Floyd. That was a lot of people that felt that they couldn't breathe. Every day you're waking up and you're getting these tweets and you just don't know. And you're going to the store and, and people who have been afraid to show their racism are getting nastier and nastier to you. And you're worried about your kids and you're worried about your sister. And, and can she just go to Walmart and, and get back into the, her car without somebody saying something to her? And, 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 and you spent so much of your life energy 
just trying to hold it together. And this is a big deal for us just to be able to get some peace and, 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 and have a chance for, for, for a reset. And, and the character of the country matters. And, 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 and being a good man matters. I, you know, I just want my son to, to look at this. Look at this. You know, it's easy to, to, to do it the, the cheap way and, 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 and get away with stuff. But it comes back around. It comes back around. And this is a good day for this country. I, I'm sorry for the people who lost. I, for them, it's not a good day. But for a whole lot of people, it's a good day. Gloria? Yeah, I- We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. I've seen, I've seen this performance for the, long enough. For the people coming okay. out of Walmart. I understand again, he's part of CNN. They suppress the news. But does he understand that uh, about all the women who've accused Joe Biden of sexual assault? Does he know Tara Reid's story? Has about he followed the news with, uh, with, with Hunter Biden kicking back, you know, five million to the big guy? He thinks that that character matters. So Joe Biden, he can his kids are okay looking up at Joe Biden, but not Donald Trump. Um, I, you, if if that's really if, if that was true, what he just he said he woke up in the morning and saw tweets and he's crying. Like a little, like like a kid, you know, like a child. I mean, I, I'm sorry if that's really if, if Donald Trump's tweets really made your job as a father harder. Then you're not a great father. You're just not. And I will give credit where it's due because Tom Shattuck, in his own little way, unintentionally, I think, did a hilarious tweet in response to this, telling his own two of your kids that Biden was elected, and boy. Uh, it, it sure did look easy. It did look easy to tell them who the new president was. I had to hug them both a little bit harder yesterday, Jerry, by the way. Uh, no, I was literally shaking doing it. <laughs> the best thing about the Van Jones thing, what horse shit that is. That is all complete. Obviously, it's nothing to any of it. But him saying, it, you know, and you had to tell uh, dreamers, unfortunately, that you had to leave. That's a matter of the legislature. That's the laws. I mean, he's just, Trump's just following the law. And him saying Muslims, Muslims have to. You talk to your buddy, Barack Obama, who, you know, banned Muslims entering the country from the same countries that, that, that Donald Trump did. And, it's made and, crap. He put him in cages. We already went through that. He put him yes. in cages again. Guys like Van Jones lie. Right. They lie. And they say Trump put kids in cages when he knows Obama and Biden did also. Um, and also, I'm going to give, I haven't seen the latest tally, but if we're keeping track of Muslim weddings that got hit with drone strikes, I'm going to say the Obama administration is way, way ahead of the Trump administration. Ooh, uh, only a couple of those. Citizen in, yes. in Yemen with a drone strike. Only a couple uh, were Americans. Americans only, only a couple were Americans who were uh, <laughs> executed without uh, due process whatsoever. Only a couple of them were. But, you know, what are you talking about? Finally, there's, there's decency in coming and character coming to the White House. Like, Van Jones had to leave the White House because he was a 9-11 truther. You know, that's right. the, the decency and character, um, you know, focus. I would, you know, focus that away from Washington, D.C. if you're raising kids and away from president. And, you know, you mentioned all this stuff, Jerry, but it's, it's really true. Part of the problem is, is that nobody on the left bothered to learn anything about Donald Trump, but they just ascribed everything evil to him anyway. And now nobody on the left bothered to learn anything about Joe Biden, and they ascribe everything good to him without knowing. And, and it's good. I think uh, it's too bad he lost. I, obviously, my guy lost. I, or it appears that way. But they didn't win, not in the way they hoped to. You know, they thought it was going to be complete repudiation. 
we hope hopefully Georgia comes through and they and we hold the Senate. The the results in the House are disastrous for Democrats. We uh, the Republicans picked up what is it now? The latest tally ten seats. Daryl Issa just got declared the winner in California. No Republican lost. Right. Uh, they, they lost one open seat where Republican retired and a new guy had to run, but no Republican incumbent Republican congressman was knocked off. None. And again, we hopefully the Dem- uh, Republicans will hold the Senate. But I want to get. Back to well, this, James, uh, before you go, before you go, before you get away from that, no Republican lost. It was a great night for Republicans nationally and in states. No state legislature was flipped. That means the Republicans right. have the states. They're redistricting now. You know, the fine art of gerrymandering. The Democrats like to remind us, of course, and we've got it right here in Massachusetts. But that goes both ways. And not only that, we've got the Senate. They can't do which is only going to make the civil war between AOC and Biden hotter. This is going to be fantastic. If you're and you're going to have Donald Trump out there throwing grenades as yeah, a private citizen. Uh, I, I, I no got to get to post election. Turtle Boy and I did that the other day, and I got some more. I got some other thoughts on post presidency Trump, but I want to do this. Um, the the other reason it was disaster, and some of the other uh, 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 media people who see everything as racist and racial, um, like uh, you know Charles Blow in the New York Times and. Uh, you know, Hannah Jones, whatever her name is, Hannah, the uh, redheaded. Uh, Nicole Hannah Jones, yep, and Renee um, Graham in the Globe, yep. Renee Graham, they were so upset because it didn't go their way in one regard. Trump gained, uh, had the had the highest percentage of minority support, including 18% of black men, I believe, um, mm-hmm. in 60 years. In 60 years, yep. the highest numbers among minorities of for Republican since 1960. And that sent people like uh, Charles Blow and Van Jones into, you know, uh, into fits because they were hoping this racist Klansman, white supremacist bigot was going to get completely repudiated. And just the opposite happened. His numbers compared to Mitt Romney's, he was much, got much more support among blacks and, and Hispanics and, and just about every other group. The only group that the demographic where his numbers went down was white men, yes. <laughs> which is amazing. And but that kills them because they were hoping to look at the numbers, look at the results, and say, "See, the country knows he's racist." Mm-hmm. Just like I've been telling him for four years, they know he's not, he hates Muslims, they know he hates you know, Hispanics, whatever. Uh, they didn't listen to you, Van. They didn't listen to you, Child Blow or or Renee Graham or uh, any any. They, they ignored or Chel- the whole- Chelsea Handler. They didn't listen to Chelsea Handler, Jerry. Yeah, no, they didn't, and thank God. But Chelsea. Uh, is out there celebrating. She's not celebrating with Senator Sarah Gideon, but she's celebrating. Uh, she put in a lot of time and energy and money <laughs> into that Susan Collins race, and Susan Collins won in a rout. But I want to do a few more of these quickly. Uh, these, you know, no evidence, no basis for uh, for Trump to make these accusations, which is why, you know, Brian Williams and the whole rest of them said he was a liar, and you don't want to hear that. It is remarkable if you sit down and listen to Rudy uh, Giuliani or any of Sidney Powell or any of the lawyers for Trump, they got stacks of this stuff. Now, mm-hmm. again, it might not make the difference in a state and it might not, uh, you know, make it a crime. But why would they not let observers in to watch? Was anything more ridiculous than seeing the observers with the binoculars from like 60 feet away? <laughs> I mean, if you're not hiding something, observers are sp- I'm on a crazy idea. Observers are supposed to observe. Um, in Pennsylvania alone, 130,000 votes were tabulated 
with no observers, none, nobody watching. They could have done anything with them. Here's what I'll never forget. Sitting here with Turtle Boy on his stream, live stream, Trump was up 700,000 in Pennsylvania. That always felt to me when you saw early, and I think they were had 50-something percent of the vote in, that feels like an insurmountable lead usually. And not only did they take it away, but everyone knew they were going to take it away. Again, they weren't going to let happen in this year what happened four years ago. Um, all right, here's, here's what else we got. There were 300,000 votes in Pittsburgh counted without observers. There are thousands of dead people. You see the numbers on dead people? Will yeah. Smith's grandfather voted. Um, <laughs> I mean, guys who are 120 years old voted. Isn't that well documented? Like, here's a vote. Here's a vote. The, the ballot. That guy died 10 years ago. Isn't that criminal? I mean, I know you might not be able to catch the person who did it, but I would call that, oh, I don't know, evidence. And then you have. Are you suggesting you purge the voter rolls, Jerry? That's how you stole uh, the Georgia governorship, remember, because you right, purged right. the voter rolls of dead here's people. Here's the number, by the way. The number in Pennsylvania of ballots that only had Biden's name checked, which is very rare, but they only voted for Biden, no down ballots, no senators, no congressmen, no local elections, nothing. 98,000 in one state. <laughs> it's it just goes on. Yeah, I know. I, I know. And you're, you're gonna be so you're gonna be hearing tons of this because I don't know if you just saw this. This is right before we started recording. Axios has a report that basically the Trump campaign, they're basically gonna fuel up and uh do a campaign style operation for the recount purposes. And they're gonna be documenting they're they're they have obits like you're talking about right now that they're gonna be showing as evidence all over the place. They're gonna be doing rallies, it seems like they're like he's basically well, forming a campaign a, operation for this whole process. Here's the thing again keep this in mind. Seventy one thousand, seventy one million people voted for him. I think I'm 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 one of them and I think I'm representative of them when I say you go, Donald. Don't stop. Mm -hmm. Fight to the death. I don't want him to go out like John McCain or Mitt Romney, a squish who's who's giving up in hopes of uh, seeing uh, his name, you know, getting applause from the New York Times or, or, or you know, meet the press or David Brooks or any of these people. F them. Screw them all. Fight to the death. That's what Trump supporters. That's why they like him. I couldn't believe people on Twitter saying that he should do what McCain did. They show this video of McCain saying, no, I don't want to tear the country apart. You know, he won. You know, God bless him. Good luck to him. I'm like, that's Trump was elected to be the anti-John McCain, to right. not be one of those <clears throat> establishment creatures that cares what the what the New York Times says about him. That's why he is. That's why he was elected. That's why he is who he is. Let's get to this. What does Trump do now? Because he's not going to. I, do you agree with me that he's not going to be successful in this shattuck? Correct. He won't be. Right. So I don't want him ever to give up. I'm I'm like Hillary. Hillary said two weeks ago that Joe Biden should never concede. She should he should never concede. He should fight till the inauguration day. I hope Trump does that too. You know why? Because that's what everyone who likes him, everyone who supports him, mm -hmm. everyone who believes in him wants him to do. 
He's serving his constituency. Yeah, but, but right now, but but right now, he's out there saying, tweeting. He's saying voter fraud led to him losing re-election. Right? He should just come out and say, "My mission is to prove that there's voter fraud going on in right. the country." That should what his that should what his rally should be. Don't whether he won or lost, who gives a shit? It should just be his sole focus to go out there and just pummel this issue. Right. That would be fantastic. Here's the question: um, Does he hold a rally on inauguration day, and where does he hold it? Like in it's Washington, DC. By the way, our guy, our guy, our guy Tim Murtaugh is leading this charge. He's the lead of this whole thing. We're gonna I'll have to put a note out to him. So I actually good- talked to the Lincoln Project's Michael Graham about this, about <laughs> having a rally on inauguration day. And I thought, why not? Why don't you just step on Biden's numbers on inauguration day? And Graham's feeling is that no cameras will show up. It'll be a media blackout oh, on him. It's probably something to it. Don't I mean, do it on they'll, be, they'll be, you know, cutting, editing it, and fact checking, saying no, that's not true. But mm-hmm. Trump could really, you know, make it be a skunk at the picnic. And again, he doesn't have to worry about what they'll say about him because they already hate him. I mean, right. it, he could do it. It doesn't matter what he he could donate a kidney to Biden tonight, and the New York Times will kill him for it. I mean, say he don't, and it was the wrong one or something. It doesn't matter. They hate you. Yeah, but these They're, these no, TV. These TV networks are scared shitless for a life without Donald Trump. This is a blessing to the TV networks. Ratings at an all-time high, and then to not have him around, they, they'd be screwed. This is brilliant. <laughs> this is yeah, perfect for them. All the time, how boring Biden's going to be, and he's going. the ratings are going to suck, and he's right. But I threw this poll question out there again. I, I, I did my first Twitter poll. I've never done this before. And I mentioned, and I, I said, who do you want at the top of the GOP ticket in twenty? 24, and I wrote, if Biden succeeds in stealing the election. I mean, it's a snarky, wise-ass comment, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Twitter's for. And immediately I get this red thing saying, we cannot post this. <laughs> and I go, really? I'm sitting there going, I don't know why. And then I realize, oh, I mentioned stealing the election. I changed the line to, if Trump fails in his legal uh, efforts to stop the whatever. And it goes right through. And the next thing I look, I lose 300 followers. So they freaking shadow ban me. Anyway, <laughs> I put the poll up there. Um, and I don't have, I don't know when people are going to, uh, you know, listen, but immediately the leader, did you vote, Chanik? Did you vote? On your poll? No. Yeah. Okay, good. Then you don't know. You have to vote to see the results, right? Yes. So you don't know the results. Guess, guess. Here, well, I should tell you the, the candidates I put on the poll. I put um, Don, Donald Trump, Donald J. Trump, Tucker Carlson, Josh Hawley, and I was wrestling with the fourth one. I was going to go either Ron DeSantis, Don Jr., um, uh, Ted Cruz. I settled on on um, Christy Noam. Noam. Yeah. Christy Noam. You know, got to have a female, especially a hot one like that. She's great. She's fighting hard for Trump right now, so I think she's earned her spot on this ballot. But have you seen the results? No. Okay, guess. I'm now at 5,000 votes. I would guess that 4,000 of them want Trump, or 80% want guess Trump. 40, uh, 39.3% for Trump. Uh, guess who's second? Tucker? Tucker's second at 28. Josh Hawley uh, and Christy Noam is third at 21. And, jo- and, hmm. and Josh Hawley, who I think is the most likely nominee, is ten, in fourth, way behind with 10.9%. And the reason I bring this up, other than to bitch about Twitter screwing with my life, but the reason I bring it up is who best, who could best 
emulate, replicate the Trump phenomenon. And I heard, um, I heard, uh, who the hell was talking about this? Victor David Hanson, Davis Hanson. You know, I'm, I'm an intellectual. I listen to Victor Davis Hanson. Well, he's awesome. And, uh, ben Shapiro talking about this. And to get that kind of Hollywood, it's not real Hollywood, but that celebrity uh, phenomenon, that celebrity dynamic. Only one guy, of the, if you eliminate Trump, and I'm going to eliminate Trump, to be honest with you, because I can't, without sounding hypocritical, spend a year mocking Biden for being too old for the job, and he is. And four years, Trump's going to be 78. Mm-hmm. That's too old for the job to start a four-year term. So Donald Trump, Donald Trump Sr. is not realistic in my mind. The only one who could do what Trump did in terms of rallies, in terms of polarizing polarization, in terms of getting the, the rage and the hatred from the left and the media is Tucker Carlson. It would be a phenomenon not unlike the Donald Trump phenomenon, in my opinion. I, I don't know, Jerry. I don't think Tucker, uh, uh, first of all, he's not willing to walk right in the machine fire, I don't think, like, like Trump was. Trump said absolutely unacceptable things in any political world and had steel cojones and didn't give a flying bleep. He doesn't have, like, normal human sensitivity <laughs> To you know, certain situations, Trump didn't. Care. Trump has not apologized for saying mean stuff about it, McCain. He still says mean stuff. He could give a flying bleep. Nobody can replicate that. There's nobody. I mean, maybe, you know maybe Don King. Maybe I. I no, don't know. Don, Don King is is he killed a guy. We're not having him. Plus, he's over the hill. But the closest thing would be Tucker Carlson. Josh Hawley'd be more traditional, but he is great. He's he's really. Uh, uh, aggressive with big tech. He wants to you know, strip section 230 and, and, and break up the monopoly and all that. Mm-hmm. Josh Hawley with Christy Nome. Then we could have our first Midwestern female with a three four letter last name and, and blue eyes as a vice president. Never been one of those. I love that. Yesterday, someone said our first South Asian female vice president. I'm going South Asian. What the hell is a South Asian? I mean, I realized that's where her ancestors are from, but mm-hmm. I didn't know we were checking that box saying uh, she's the first black female vice president, but the first black female South Asian vice president. And I tweeted some wise ass comment and everyone got all upset because I didn't respect this new barrier that's being broken down. South Asian woman is being vice president. People are going to tire of her real quick, real quick of that mean girl. As, especially if she's president in about six months. I love the idea that people are debating whether Biden's a one-term president. I'm going, one term? Try one month. Doesn't it seem likely. like she's already a bit of a nursemaid to him? We did right, it. Right. We did it, Joe. Uh, uh. You're going to be the next president of the United States. <laughs> As if he's like got a, a, a you know a, a bowl of yogurt in his hand and she's whispering into his ear. Got by the way, guess what? Good news. <laughs> oh, that laugh! That laugh! I don't think I could handle it. I know, I know. But, it's, but back to your list, Jerry. I think that all of these guys are too cerebral. You can't be. You know, Trump has a lizard brain. That's one of the reasons why he's so good. So, so are you looking for what do you want? Rob Gronkowski is your next nominee. Well, close. How about Dana White? Uh, we're not going there. I mean, I'd, it'd be fun. He, he, he's a guy. I, he's an incredible entrepreneur. He started a huge business. He's got also, he's got a fighter's mentality. You know, he's a Trump buddy. He was the loved. best. 
when it came to COVID. He said, screw that. We're fighting. We're playing right. on. He didn't show any respect to the virus, even during the campaign. But uh, another thing that uh, Victor Davis Hanson said, which was a great point, you know what Trump did? He he projected this this authenticity that you never see in a politician. And I'll give you an example. He said he went to some real hot place. I think it was California. It could have been, you know, Arizona, uh, you know, a long time ago during the campaign. And he spoke to farmers or out, guys outdoors. It was 108 degrees. And what did he do? He wore a blue suit and a red tie. He didn't say, you know, I'm going to get on cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. And right. then I'm John Kerry and say, how do I get me a hot license? <laughs> and he went and he tucked it like a black church. And he didn't go, I ain't feel no ways tied right. like Hillary and Biden did. Right. He just was himself. And lots of people hated that. But you never got the sense that he was putting on an act. And and it's hard to find someone like that. Particularly You're totally right. Like Totally right. He didn't condescend or double speak or talk down or patronize blacks and minorities. He talked to them like people talk. What's what, voting for the people you're voting for isn't working. Vote for me. What the hell do you have to lose? That is a great message. That is a great message for him to say that. That's totally authentic. For him to go to his rallies in, in Pittsburgh or whatever he was and said, you know, I I didn't I didn't think I'd have to be here. I didn't want to come here, but I'm here now because the race is close. Nobody would ever say that in politics. You don't say that to an audience, but they love him for it because he's being freaking honest. And he's not one of the, 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 uh, you know, Beltway Washington people. They love it. How about when he said, suburban women, why don't you love me? And they and they mocked him. Uh, Leslie Stahl yep. mocked him. He said, "I was kidding." I mean, of course he was kidding. It was they great. Handle it. They didn't know what to make of it, and they're so glad it's gone or apparently gone. But if he held rallies just to bust balls, those would be so funny. Held nothing back. You know, people would love to go to those just to show their disgust with this whole system. Everybody know if he started giving examples, he could bring that big screen, that big video screen, and show all of uh, James O'Keefe's videos. <laughs> Where oh, yeah. Workers, that was the last thing on my list where uh, postal workers have their sworn affidavits from postal workers who were uh, ordered to backdate ballots. Mm-hmm. They were ordered to backdate them to make them legal. I mean, and they're testifying to this under oath already. He's going to have right. so much material. If he goes on tour, it will be, I mean, that'd be the, the greatest you know, ticket in town that everyone will want to be there to see it. I guess, you know, Newsmax which is everyone has this theory. It's everywhere that he's going to buy a network to compete mm-hmm. with Fox. Cause he's so mad at Fox and Newsmax, the uh, CEO of Newsmax is his buddy, Chris Ruddy. And it makes mm-hmm. sense. If he wants to uh, really get his revenge and like steal Hannity and steal judge the and put on a real firebrand right wing network and go at Fox. That would be so much fun. Of course it would be. And if you do, if you're big enough and you can do it and he has rallies like the size of burning man, and he could do that, then they cannot. That's that's too many people. They could not ignore it. They would have to, the administration would have to cover it, would have to respond to what he's saying because of the constituency. And not only that, but they would have to, Jerry, not only that, but, you know, he can also buy polling and all these other places will put him in polling groups and ask his favorability as a, as a, as a citizen compared to Joe Biden's. And he could trounce him. And you know what he was doing in the last couple of weeks, what Trump was doing, which is fantastic, was, like you said, the big screen, but playing just Biden blooper, bloopers. 
Imagine oh, just yeah. Trump that does that crazy. again and again and again. And Trump will remember that when he got to be president, they never took the heat off harassing him. And Trump will be happy to spend every single day making Biden's life hell, playing all these bloopers, all the great the Joe Biden's classics, which are only going to get, you know, the, the, the trough of those is only going to be exponentially bigger. Rock and I think it's a right for people that have bad and kept care. <laughs> <laughs> right. Imagine if we had like late night comedy shows, like shows that were on like after the news. We had comedians do a little stand up, and then had guests, and they made fun of people, and they made and they were looking for laughs. If they had, if we had something like that in this country, they would be having a blast with all of Biden's bloopers. But obviously, those days are gone. Yes, oh, Colbert way, had to cry oh, too. By the way, a list of celebrities or entertainers who cried. <laughs> Colbert, Colbert cried. Oh. Gobert got choked up. That clown. Um, but uh, Jerry, he wore that. a special. He wore all black. You know. Oh. He right. wore all black. It's a true story. He wore all black because Trump had won, and he, you know. Uh, we're taping this just a little while after Donald Trump walked into the White House briefing room, actually, and tried to poison American democracy. <laughs> that's uh, that's why I'm not sitting down yet. I just don't feel like it yet. It's also why. I did you notice, Jerry, that he wasn't sitting down? Because I know that's what jumped out at me. I called oh, my no, wife over and black. said, by the way, Alice, we got a situation here. Colbert's not sitting down. Something might, there must be the, the stress flag must be upside down over the White House or something. How about that David Corn clown that writes for uh, whatever? He's an Mother Jones contributor. He writes for, what is it, The Nation or something? Mother Jones. Right? And he tweeted out after they announced, uh, declared Biden the winner, that he's worn a black tie every single day of Trump's administration for the last four years and no one noticed but it was you know in mourning for the country and he put a like a beige tie or a gold tie on and tweeted it out and he got mocked mercilessly kind of like darren Ravel from whatever he's from former espn guy who's just a twitter troll and he said he lost a bunch of followers because he got political you know and he supported biden and some right wingers i think i stopped following him he sucks anyway but he said never has the cost been greater to speak your mind than now, but never has it been more important? And I just tweeted, and so did everyone else. Never has the cost been greater. A country with, with Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks and, you know, Gandhi, for Christ's sake, and you name it. And he said, never has the cost been greater to speak your mind with a screenshot of how many followers he lost. <laughs> Can you, I don't know, if I told since Biden won, if I told my wife today that I'm sorry, tomorrow I'm not going to be able to wear a colored tie. It's, it's just no, not considering what we're doing. I have to wear black ties. She would backhand bitch slap me so frigging loudly and pronounced. Who does? Who does that? By the way, I'm going to go down to just the black tie. That's how important this is. That's how dark the days are. God, shut up! And with the Van Jones stuff and the crying, and just now- shut up. Now you have a different man in the Oval Office, so I can I no longer have to I don't have to cry anymore when I wake up and look at my tweets. <laughs> These people are pathetic. And I'll say that I've I haven't seen any right wingers, any Republicans, any conservatives crying the way we saw so many liberals crying four years ago. But we gotta get to this because there is good news about the Biden incoming Biden Harris administration. Good news. We saw it coming. But we have to celebrate it. First, I have to tell you about Shea Concrete and what Shea can do for you. They can build you a building, Shattuck. They can build you a building. You know, everyone could use a building now and then. 
Shea Concrete has buildings. They have buildings. They've, they partner with Easy Set Worldwide, and they manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years, and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long-lasting option compared to other modular building applications such as metal, wood, masonry. Shea Concrete Manufactures delivers and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support. With a focus on cost efficiency and quality control, each of their precast concrete buildings are pre-assembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. Uh, you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings? They, they can uh, they can build them in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike other, you know, wood, metal. They do it indoors in, the, in their big plants. They build your building. This increases productivity, lowers cost, and gives the customer a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, simply go to shakeconcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. It's the answer. You need a building, go for a precast concrete building. Call them today or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. Learn all about their precast buildings. We knew this was coming. We knew this day was coming, Shattuck, but we still have to celebrate it. If Trump lost, we had that date circled. November 4th, November 3rd is the election. November 1st, no more COVID. No more COVID. Two days later, so it was three days later, Biden was declared the winner, and immediately all his... Supporters hit the streets, some without masks, certainly no social distancing. They broke curfew because in Massachusetts now, we got a curfew because at 10 o'clock at night, the evil little COVID monster comes out and attacks you <laughs> if you're outside at 10 o'clock at night. I normally mock our pathetic governor, Joe, uh, uh, Charlie Baker, Charlie Parker, as, as you do. But it pissed me off like never before last night when I was in the city at 930. It was 65 degrees. I checked and all the restaurants had to kick everybody out literally off. The, mm-hmm. They all have outdoor seating, you know, because of COVID. And they even in the North End and everywhere. Daniel Hall, they've outdoor seating everywhere. They were jammed. It was 65 degrees. It was we were stealing a day in November and they had to shut down the bars and shut down the, the, the kitchens and kick everyone out. No science to support that. No logical reason to do right. that. We have one power crazed a hole in the governor's office, and the same thing, obviously, in New York and New Jersey and Michigan. These governors, I mean, but they went from you know the restaurants out right in the street and just celebrated. They broke curfew. They didn't social distance, and that's a okay. If you followed the media, if you followed the usual suspects on Twitter, they had no problem. You can't have funerals, you can't have weddings, but you can celebrate if one dementia-riddled old man gets uh, elected president. (laughs) Jerry, I would say it's not just that the media had no problem. They were absolutely all for it. The weather was so beautiful. Here it is November. It's unseasonably warm on on this side of the country. You know, sometimes during the campaign, you saw people all bundled up in coats. But I can't get over how warm, it's almost like Mother Nature was cooperating. This is victory speech meets tailgate, George. We've never seen something quite like this. There is also a sense of euphoria in this country. 
I, I call it unbridled exuberance. This feels like a victory celebration for a baseball team, a football team. It reminds me of Mardi Gras. If you've been to a parade, oh, yeah. that's yeah. what it feels like, a big old celebration. Nobody, what, what happened to the hundreds of thousands of people? What happened yeah. to, you're absolutely going to die. What happened to the fact that, that there were, you know, that, that Charlie Baker would send out his shock troops? We're announcing the creation of a COVID enforcement and intervention team. Where was the team last night? We could have recouped so much of our deficit money by just finding these people like we find people for having house parties in Chelmsford. What happened? Um, the, the, the uh, what's that guy's name? Ru, Ru, there's a media guy, Rupar, Anthony Rupar or whatever. Yes, Aaron Rupar, yeah. He had same tweet, uh, same guy, same Twitter account, same day. He had the video or the snapshot of the people celebrating in the afternoon early afternoon, the Biden announcement. I mean, tens of thousands and said, just a just wonderful celebration of the human spirit or something. 11 <laughs> hours later, the Notre Dame fans stormed the field because they beat Clemson. And he said, this is a super spreader event. People are going to die. Same guy. It's just yes. amazing. It's such friggin' hypocrites. It's such a-holes. Um, Can you imagine? But but everything they've done to these businesses, everything they've done okay, to these oh, businesses. Have you seen this yet, Shattuck? Have you seen... And uh, I realized this is audio, but I'll describe it to you. When they were celebrating in New York City, the Biden win, there was a video of a pottery store in Brooklyn. Yes. And the, the uh, uh, authorities, I, I was going to say the brown shirts or the, the Stasi or the uh, busted a single mother who makes little pots because she didn't, uh, her customers weren't whatever social. Oh, she was out open too late, I believe. Yes. They busted her. They gave her a $300 citation. At the very same time, hundreds of thousands of people were uh, celebrating in the streets and spittling all over each other. Right. And one of those people who is just about a block and a half from that pottery store was the mayor of the city. It's liberation. It's just joyous. People have felt this weight and a sense of we're divided and we, we shouldn't be that way. And now there's a feeling that anything's possible, that we can heal again, that we... He's... Oh. God. It's his order. The city again. is locked down. You will be shut down. You will be fined if you're outside. He's out partying with everybody. He's out partying with everybody. Incredible how it was just. It's Charlie Baker better not have a press conference in uh, in the state house this week and and actually lecture everybody again. That's over. It is over. Nobody can say anything about that ever again after this. And you would also think that Joe Biden, our new uh, commander in chief would have asked for their own good and the good of their family, all of his followers and the people celebrating, please go back inside, please hide, please social distance. Stop yeah. doing this. It's a matter of life and death. Isn't it a matter were, of life and death? <laughs> they were passing champagne bottles outside the White House. Yeah. Drinking, you know, sharing champagne bottles. And yes. that guy, Aaron Rupar, he's from Vox, and he's a well-known liberal lunatic. And the first picture, it's party time outside the White House, with the big crowd. And the second one is, not an ideal time to be worsening, not an ideal thing to be doing during a worsening pandemic. That was the Is Notre it? Dame fans that went on the field, all yeah. of whom were like 19 <laughs> years old and not susceptible to dying from COVID at all. They can't be celebrating, but Biden fans, go nuts, go nuts. But uh, we we have to deal with, um, I don't want to say the worst governor, but one of the worst in, uh, in Charlie Baker, who just came up with these new rules and these people are trying to survive, you know, they're just trying to survive and they're trying to get, you know, every last moment they can restaurants of outdoor dining and outdoor drinking and just some business not go under. 
and he just says, screw you. We got a spike. Okay, you have a spike. Everyone's wearing a mask already. I got news for you. I've been out in the city nonstop, running, walking, hanging out. Everybody's yes. wearing a mask. And he says, no, we have a, we have to come up with a mask mandate, $300 fine if you're not wearing a mask. If they're all wearing masks and we had a spike, then what's going to happen? What is a mask mandate supposed to do? Everyone's already masked up. Right. Maddening. Right. These people just, they're, they're out of control. No, I just went up out to eat with my family, um, you know, just before I got on with you and just down the street. And since there were seven of us, we had to... We had to split in two. They said, I'm sorry, but this is the oh, governor. Really? They said, yes, we had to split in two groups. So the kids had to sit at one table and the adults sat at another table, you know, six feet apart because, you know, that's the rule for some reason. So it's, I mean, so now we're doing family separations in restaurants. So, uh, so good, <laughs> to good governors. Age? They ripped, uh, Jerry, they ripped the child right out of my wife's arms. The the restaurant um, did right out of her arms. It was incredible. But the, see those the kids again. <laughs> exactly. The best thing is is like you know we were told during the Black Lives Matter and and Tifa riots and all that that we had to let that happen because because racism was also a public health crisis. So we had to let those kids go out there and destroy the cities. So now, what was the reason we had to let everybody yesterday go out and take over and get smashed? And I, and I like big block parties. I think they're fun. But what was the reason? Like what well, uh, de Blasio said when he was asked uh, why they were allowed to go to black lives matter rallies and not go to church. He says, some things are more meaningful than others. So in other words, looting and rioting because of George Floyd or, or what Jacob Blake, that's more meaningful than going to church and worshiping your God. I mean, these people are <laughs> just tyrants. Cuomo, where did Cuomo found out that some of the people who are celebrating Biden's win are Jews. Where did he oh no. Out? He hates you know, the, when Orthodox Jews go, you know, like they they, <laughs> they congregate. No, we can't have any of that. It's it's chilling. These people. That is the chilling. best video of the summer is the school where they're sweeping the school for hiding Jews. That's great. <laughs> that's a real good. That's a real good sign. But listen, so there's this video of all, of course, all the Yahoo's are out just getting plastered last night out in the middle of the, of the city. And I'm glad finally that the left is in an okay mood that they're having of their bipolar days. They apparently had, they're now on an upswing, but listen, this is just one Yahoo girl. This is a girl, probably 23 years old, probably from Georgetown, goes to Georgetown in DC, probably from very well to do family. And you can, you'll hear her for a second driving by standing on the top of a car drunk. We're free. We're free. What? <laughs> That's what happened yesterday. It is amazing. If you are, if you are that triggered by a guy's tweets or a guy's, you know, whatever off the cuff comments, my question, I've asked some friends of mine who are happy about this or happy Trump's gone. I'm like, how does this positively affect your life? How does your life get better now that Trump's going to be gone and Biden and Harris move in? And I mean, I asked Sapachetti why, what Trump did that really bothered him. And he said that he pulled out of the Paris Climate Accords. I'm going, what? How does that affect you? I mean, it doesn't. It's stupid. That was the one great thing he did right off the bat. I mean, literally, that girl saying we're free was not... <laughs> was not uh, incarcerated by any uh, in any way by Trump right. and her life is not going to get better now that he's gone. I mean, he's still going to tweet. He's still going to tweet crazy things. He still might even hold rallies. I mean, 
they can't give you a cogent reason. He just triggers people with things he says and, and things right. he tweets. Not, not that he does. I mean, he doesn't. Right. He played golf yesterday. And again, uh, uh, Saturday and Sunday, which I thought was a pretty you know, badass move. I said, screw you. I'm going to go play golf. Uh, my lawyers are working on it. He didn't want to appear like he was uh, rattled. And that just upset people. These lefties on Twitter, he's golfing again. Can you believe it? I'm like, okay, tell me what he did in terms of didn't start any wars, which is rare. In fact, he's trying to end them, you know, peace in the Middle East, which is kind of weird, kind of different, you know, lower taxes, energy independence, you know, things like that. Three Supreme Court judges, including the wonderful, the wonderful Amy Coney Barrett. Those are things he did, not things he said. And these knuckleheads just can't separate the two. And for that, I blame them. I mean, if you're not smart enough to look at what he did and appreciate it and get caught up because he misspelled some words in a dumb tweet, then that's on you. I'm sorry. Right. That's but also, an authoritarian who is out playing golf calmly while millions of people are in every city riot and protest and demean him and loudly denounce him that's a crappy authoritarian he has not read the basics yeah he's terrible terrible at anti-semitism he's terrible at racism he's freeing you know old black ladies are getting out of prison and peace is in the middle east and everyone's making these he's terrible at that and you're right when people are calling him a nazi you know and, and he's sitting there doing nothing about it arresting nobody putting them in gulags, no one's going to... He's not even wiretapping their phones like Obama did with James Risen and, and you know with Carter Page. He's not even using the FBI. He's not even using the IRS to go after his enemies like Lois Lerner did for Barack Obama. He's a terrible dictator. But, <laughs> but hey... All right, all right. <laughs> We're it's nice to be free. Right. Finally, a taste of freedom after all this time. Quickly, quickly, let me just say before we go... I hated Alex Trebek. Oh, I hated him. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. I'm just I was gonna, kidding. I was going to say, you want, you're the first one in history. Uh, you know what? I would almost respect it if someone did, but I, you know, he's great at what he did. He was so good. No one, they have not named a replacement yet. In fact, he did his last show a week ago, October 29th, I believe it was. He taped his last show. It's going to appear, uh, uh, brought, uh, be broadcast on Christmas day i believe or christmas eve and they have no plans to replace him the most i mean the show's been kicking ass for decades they got to bring someone in it's going to be a tough job it's going to be like you know following bill belichick in the yeah. way whoever does that is going to you know fail probably are there are, are there even rumblings on who it could be i haven't doesn't, heard of anything doesn't, doesn't steve harvey host everything else just give it to him <laughs> well you know what would be great for ratings and surely keep the ratings up donald trump needs a job right can you imagine oh, well, the best thing, I mean, there's two great uh, things other than Trebek just being a great human being, but but also, um, one, he really showed how stupid celebrities are, including Wolf Blitzer, which is wonderful. And, of course, the SNL, Trebek SNL skits with, yes. with the great Norm MacDonald and Farrell. The Sean Connery guy. Yes. I mean, he worked up to the final days with pancreatic cancer, and I knew, you knew, we all knew he wasn't going to beat yep. it. And said, oh, he's holding up okay. And you'd see him, and you go, that guy really has pancreatic cancer? I mean, he put on a bold face, and, you know, he, he gave it his best shot, and he lived to, to the age of 80, which is hard to believe he's he was 80, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's almost like natural causes rather than pancreatic, pancreatic. That's a good point. 
Can you know answer. what's amazing? He's older than Joe Biden, or he was. And and he certainly seemed like he had his wits about him. And uh and he, you know, he I don't too many people are gonna leave a legacy where nobody disrespects you or dislikes you or despise. I mean, everybody universally loved and respected the guy, and he was just great at his job. As somebody tweeted, he was better at his job than anybody else was at theirs. You know, I don't care who it is, LeBron James or you know, whoever, no one was better at their job than Alex Trebek. You make a great point, Jerry, because even when with cancer, when he was being ravaged physically and dying, he actually kept doing his job where, you know, there's the the staff of SNL, the cast of SNL and all the late night hosts quit during their jobs four years ago because we weren't free (laughs) as of four years ago. Incredible. By the way, actually, you know, who's doing his job again too is my friend, Alex Cora. Thank God. Yeah, is it not fitting that the Red Sox hired a cheater this week? I mean, it's just perfect. Did either of you guys see Chappelle on Saturday Night Live? Because disappointing, disappointing. Mm. It was weird, and it was choppy, and it was serious, and then it was funny, and it just didn't flow, and it didn't have a lot of laughs. I was I was shocked by that because I just felt like Bill Burr. He, I mean, his was so it, it raised enough, uh, it got enough attention, and he was authentic and all that good stuff. That I thought Ch- Chappelle would try to outdo that. Chappelle used the N-word a couple times, which is amazing yeah. on live TV. He wasn't supposed to do that. You know, he's got the cigarette going. He's dropping the N-bombs. But he wanted to get serious about, you know, I didn't like Trump. And he was you know, thinking of his grandparents and all that. And it just, I mean, he needed to get, he needed to be funnier, for Christ's sake. But whatever. Speaking of funny, tonight, the worst Monday Night Football game I think there's ever been. And it involves the Patriots, which is amazing. The two and Five Patriots have lost four in a row who stink right now are 10-point favorites on the road. Not that the road matters, but at the Jets. And I just looked this up because I would love to see a competitive game. You know, I'd love to see the, just, you know, just a good game. And uh, the ESPN has 26 experts pick the game. Not one. Not one picks the Jets. And some of them are, I think... I guess they a lot of them aren't with the spread, but still, wouldn't that be a wild upset if the 0-8 Jets, and they've lost six of their eight by double digits. They are awful. They are putrid. They get smoked every week. If they just got up for one game, one game, you know, like uh, Herb Brooks said, yeah, they might win nine of them, but not tonight. If My Jets, guys, the Jets have upset the Pats four. before. My buddy Sanchez beat the Jets, right, with Rex Ryan? Who? Sanchez. Yeah, Sanchez, the, the bump. The, what about him? He's he beat the Pats, didn't he? I know, I know. But but he beat the Pats a few years ago, ten years yeah, ago. Two FC title games with Rex Ryan. They weren't that bad, and but they are now. Adam Gase is a terrible coach, and he's probably not even going to last the season. But it would be wild if they throw a scare into them. I mean, the, we the, pa- the Patriots are a pretty bad team, and they're playing with like absolutely no energy. They mm-hmm. were, like last last game they played like they just did not give one shit about playing in that football and, and game. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be a surprise. Well, you to know me at what, all. Jerry? Since I'm finally free, I, the first thing I'm going to do is my act of uh, freedom, enjoying this democracy, is uh, I will wager that the New York Football Jets win by a touchdown tomorrow uh, tonight. All right, so we'll bet what? What do you want to bet? Uh, ten bucks. <laughs> ten bucks. You're finally yeah. free. You're really going over there. I'll take the Patriots. I'll give you the points. Ten points. I'll take mm-hmm. the Patriots minus ten. You can take the Jets. Your Jets, and uh, 
plus 10. I'll give you 10 points. That's a good bet. But we have to do this because we're not on Facebook. We didn't show it. Dave didn't show it. But your tweet made me laugh out loud. And I always say this. If you, I don't even, half the time, I don't even know whose tweet I'm reading. But if it makes me chuckle, like a little, like not like um, laugh hysterically, but just chuckle a little bit. I give it the like. I say, I got to give him some credit. Give it a like. And I gave yours a like because it was funny, especially on the heels of all these idiots like Van Jones and people saying, oh, my life is so much easier now. I don't have to tell my kids about the evil orange man. And I want to describe it because Dave can play it, but it doesn't. It needs a visual. Two of your kids here, two boys, right? Yes. Which ones? Uh, one is named Cyril, C-Y-R-I-L, just to make things what? difficult. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yes. One is named what? Cyril, C-Y-R-I-L. <laughs> C-Y-R-I-L. Cyril, like Cyril de Bergenac? Uh, Kind of, kind of. I, I work well, again. All well, the good names are taken, well, Jerry. Are you like Megan Kelly? Do you give your kids yeah, all Oakley. Names? Oakley. No, and the other one's name is Anson, A-N-S-O-N. That's a uh, family Anson, name. Did you name him after Potsy Weber? Of course. Yeah. Okay, Cullinan, have you heard of the, either of those names before? Ansel? Uh, it sounds like he named him after cereal. He must have been having some oh, kind cereal. of uh, <laughs> delicious, <laughs> delicious lucky hey, charm. I'll have you know, Cy Young was cereal. There you go. Okay. I will call him Cy, of course. I like that. Okay. Uh, Here, let me, yeah. let me play the video. Yeah. yeah. Let me yes. play it. I have something to tell you. This is huge. What? Donald Trump was not reelected. Now Joe Biden will be the new president in January. What? <laughs> you haven't seen it yet. Cyril, Ty, I call him. Right. And Hanson are eating, what, donuts? What are they eating? Uh, they were eating, I don't remember what that was. Yes, it was really good, whatever it was. It was something they shouldn't <laughs> they, be eating. And they are, they are how old? How old are the two that we... One is two. The little one is two, and the other one's four. Just turned four. Two and four year olds, and he announces that Trump lost, and they just look at him like, "Who? Who cares?" And what's what did he say? <laughs> what did Cyril say? say? He said, Who? "What? What? <laughs> if you if you weren't so irrelevant, that could be a viral video. <laughs> the problem is you're just you're just a nobody, unfortunately." <laughs> That, that was just perfect, especially <laughs> on the heels of all these other clowns saying how oh, lives are, we're free. But, but you know, also Jerry, if you're a, if you're a parent in like let's say going back to the Holocaust, you know, it, it you know just to lighten things up, I guess. You no, know, it's like you'd you'd think during during those times of occupation when there was real problems outside, whatever dark forces were in the streets, you would hide that from your kids. You would try to make sure that they wouldn't know anything about that and distract them and give them, you know, happy thoughts constantly. Why would you go tell the kids that the president's evil and he could be ripping you away from families? Like, why would you? Why would you? How about, your... about talking about giving them nightmares? He told his kids that the president tweeted mean things. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> yeah, they're children. They're innocent. Why would you want to ruin their lives by telling them that Donald Trump is a mean tweeter? See, I'm you and I are both, you know, heroes. You're a hero for telling your kids, you know, dip, you know, did a nice job sensitively telling them that Trump lost, and I'm a hero because I've lost a bunch of Twitter followers. And you know, never has the cost of speaking your mind been greater, according to Darren Ravel. Never. Well, you know? I mean, at the end of the day, Jerry, we always have one thing. <laughs>
Supreme. What if John John Lewis and uh, Hillary Clinton said John Lewis would have been thrilled if he lived? And I said, of course he would. He got the vote. He got the vote this time. He died, whatever it was, three, four months ago. But do you think he would have parted ways with these clowns? A guy who had his skull fractured like yep. six times by uh, you know Bull Carter's crew and, and beaten up by Klansmen. And he has to hear people say, never has the cost been greater to speak your mind with a reference to how many Twitter followers he lost. That is Darren Ravel. D-A-R-R-E-N-R-O-V-E-L-L, I think. Look him up. I mean, it's it's an incredibly self-absorbed, idiotic oh, tweet. One thing, Jerry, that I do want to get to very quickly. By the way, I don't know if you've noticed this, but the um, Lincoln Project people are now have now officially, we saw this coming, have been targeted. They are no longer needed. Now Ilhan Omar is now tweeting about Steve Schmidt going after oh, him. Good. It is so it is so perfect. It reminds me, I've been been tweeting, I don't know if anybody reads it, but I've been it, but it reminds me so much of Ellis and Die Hard when Hans no oh, longer yeah. finds him useful and Ellis is like, Hey John, McLean, buddy, buddy, and McCain's like no longer <laughs> talking to him on the in a walkie talkie. And Ellis is just sipping his diet coke, just looking at Hans and like this that moment when he realizes I'm no longer of value to this murderer. It is great, and although, you know, they're not going to be on the enemies list like we are, but they raised $60 million, Tom. Those guys all have little credit cards that say Lincoln Project on them, gold cards. They have cars, probably BMW, which are leased by the Lincoln Project. They probably are staying, you know, at Four Seasons and, you know, Hawaii over the holidays, all on the Lincoln Project. This is one of the great scams of all time. Give them credit. Our friend Michael Graham, God knows he's probably upgraded, bought a new mansion up in New Hampshire because those Lincoln Project grifters have cashed in uh, like no one else. But I'll be curious to see who's on the death list or the enemies list now that, you know, we're uh, striving for healing and unity and in uh, AOC is keeping an enemies list. I don't know if I'm I'm uh, infamous enough to make it on there, but uh, hopefully. You hopefully are. You are. Right, I will let you go. Put uh, – Cyrano de Bergerac and uh, Anson Carter. Anson, what's uh, Potsy Weber's name in real life? Anson Carter, I think. Anson I Carter. Isn't it? Maybe it's not. I don't know. So you'll get to, what are your other two kids' names? My other ones are James. Don't and say Thatcher. Thatcher. <laughs> Thatcher. <laughs> Wicket. Yes. <laughs> Yancey. No, Megan Kelly's are Thatcher, Thetanism, and Yancey. I know. I know. Yeah, Herbs are right yeah. out of like uh, coming like with the Pottery Barn catalog. I know. I know. So, what are your other two kids' names? Tell me. I'm um, James and Sally, and Anson oh, and Cyril, who sigh. Good. I like the. I like the. You know, sigh. I'll call him sigh. Good job, sigh, <laughs> and good job, by Anson, and good job to you, Tom Shattuck. Thanks. That is Tom Shattuck, host of the Burn Barrel Podcast, Lowell's son, editor, and political guru. Good job, Shattuck. We'll talk to you again. Maybe maybe later this week. We'll talk to you again Awesome. Soon. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks to uh, Shake Concrete and Allied Paving. And thanks to DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. We appreciate their support. And uh, Cullinane, good job. Stand up late with us. Uh, anything else? It's what way, else do we miss? Way past my bedtime. So, it's way uh, past. Wait. I mean, we had to get this out because – I've had like people are stopping me in the streets. Even when I got my mask on saying, 
What do you think? What do you think? What's going to happen? Where's Trump going to go? How, how long is Biden going to hold up? We only got to half of it. We got plenty more to get to the rest of this week, but it is enthralled the nation because these because this is history. It just feels like Trump is a, a seminal character. We'll talk about him forever. Cyril, Cyril and uh, Anson <laughs> will be my age, and they'll be talking about the Donald Trump era, the Donald Trump effect. And Biden is such a just an unknown. How long does he hold up before he drifts off? I'll say it again. I've said a hundred times. I've seen dementia patients. They do not get better. They get worse. It gets worse. He's going to be handled like no one we've ever seen. It's going to make, you know, how they had to keep uh, uh, everyone in the dark about FDR being in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. That's what it's going to be like. The mainstream media is going to be covering up for his gaffes like we've never seen before. It's going to be wild. And our next president is the just the, the, the mean girl from uh, from California, the first South Asian woman of color ever to be vice president. I'm really excited. We uh, we are knocking down barriers left and right, but we'll stay on top of it and uh, we'll uh, give you all the latest. And uh, it's you know what they've already declared Biden the winner, but it's going to get even wilder. This is going to be just a crazy three months. And uh, culminating with uh, Biden sending in the uh, military to drag Trump's ass out of there. How wild is that going to be? Can't wait. We'll be all over. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast. And we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.